0: How often do you talk to someone about running and they reply with this?
1: I'm too old for this. I think I'm getting too old for this stuff. I'm too old
0: for this. Maybe I'm getting too old for this. I'm getting too old for this. I'm getting too old for this. Listen, you was born too old for this. I'm getting too old for
2: this. Great work, Bill. Oh, so we're too old for
3: this? Is that what you're trying to tell me?
0: No, it's just... Maybe
2: we're getting too old for this. God
4: damn it. I'm getting too old for this.
0: This episode, we look at why you're never too old, especially if you catch the running bug young. Hi, I'm Dan, and this is Running Stories Radio. This episode, we talk to a family who have all caught the running bug. Anna-Marie and Max Hartman talk to us about mental and physical approach for young runners. We visit Junior Park Run, and we speak to one runner who just simply can't stop running. As we get older, our attention is drawn increasingly to the different aspects of our life that we may have to alter to stay healthy, which often makes us think about what we might have done differently when we were younger. So it's not uncommon to hear people saying that they wish they'd maintained their fitness when they were younger and kept active with sport. And this episode, we're going to speak to someone who's not only still running, but also still breaking records halfway through their ninth decade.
2: I'm Brian Ashwell. I live in Leicester. I'm 84, and I've been running right from the year 1939.
0: For Brian, breaking records wasn't his main goal, but he did have one aim.
2: There's one thing I did come out with, that I want
0: to be running later in life. If developing this love of running at a young age and wanting to maintain it into later life is so important, we decide to find out more about events for young runners, and what the young runners themselves think about it. Here's our producer, Nathan Heumann
5: this summer, as children opened up their GCSE results, I was struck by the fact that every single one of them was born in the 21st century. That's right, they don't know a time without the Millennium Dome or the world panicking that our computers would make planes drop from the sky on New Year's Eve. J.K. Rowling had already navigated Harry Potter past philosophers, snakes and prisoners. And whilst to a lot of Brits the Euro still feels strange, For these guys, they've never known the world without it. Alas, they sadly also didn't get to experience the world without Jar Jar Binks. My own memory of the last century was that kids were more active too. Kids playing out on the park till dark, kids bouncing balls in the street and against walls, and kids running everywhere like a cross between Forrest Gump and a dog chasing a car. If we believe the headlines now... Unless they want a Pokemon safari, you can't get kids away from their tablet or smartphone and they're one step away from becoming like the Borg. The Borg from Star Trek, that is, not the Borg from Wimbledon. So where would kids even go to win these days? For adults looking to start winning, their first step, well, after they've procrastinated about what trainers to buy and exclaiming, how much? Their first step is maybe downloading the Couch to 5k app and then, if they're more social than me, going along to a local winning event. And you know what? You can do the same with kids.
6: Hi, I'm Julie Thompson. I'm one of the parkrun ambassadors.
5: I also went back to the monthly We Run event in Leicester.
6: I'm Lisa.
3: I'm Mum. I'm Lucas. I'm a kid.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Angus. I'm Dad.
3: I'm Zach. I'm my dad's son. <laughs> I'm 14. And I'm 11.
5: Well, 12. I'm 12, no, 12 now. With the popularity of the parkrun, it was inevitable perhaps that a junior one would follow.
6: Um, and I got involved in the junior parkrun when it was... Um, um, came up as a concept a couple of years ago and uh, I already support um, the five kilometre uh, parkrun events and uh, and then we got asked to sort of help sort of set up and support the junior events that have been now going for the last couple of years. Well we had a lot of children who were who were running the adult parkruns um, but sometimes there were quite a few of them that sort of wanted to join in but couldn't quite manage the full five kilometres so we wanted to try and get children more active um, so it was decided to set up a junior park run along the similar lines as the five kilometre, but um, with, with, uh, so that the children could run by themselves and not actually um, have to run with an adult. So the, course, so the difference between this course and the five kilometre is, is mostly it's shorter and it's marshaled all the way around, so children don't have to run with the parents.
5: The junior park run is for all runners aged 4 to 14 and there's a pretty good spread across those age groups. Some runners will do both runs as they get older. For the Spencer family, it was the parents that took the lead initially.
3: Yeah, I was the runner first and then um, kind of encouraged my husband to run as well. We did it to kind of lose weight and be healthier. And then the boys came and watched us and then we kind of said, let's have a go at part Run. And at first you weren't keen that were you at first when you first started because it was really tough. Yeah. Doing nice. part run was really yeah. tough. Now they absolutely love it and we don't see them and they're like, in the morning they're in our bedroom with their running kit on going, Mum Mum get up it's part run and I'm like, Do we have to go today? Can we have a line? And they're like, No, we're running.
5: But whilst Mum and Dad have got everyone started, it's the boys now who seem the most keen. And as well as Park Run, they go to Wee Run as a family activity.
3: Yeah, we do park run on a Saturday, but the boys are getting a bit fast for us adults now, so they often run on their own now they're old enough, so this is the opportunity where we can all run as a group. And the boys, because it's not timed, it's quite nice, because it's more of a family thing, um, and we can all do it together. Yeah. And then you run on a Thursday night, don't you? Yeah, we run crush Crunchy at uh, Park. We start outside the and Woods and then we go through Baggart Park and things, about seven miles.
0: They run off. <laughs> two kids that run with us run off and we get struggled at the
3: back. Yeah, they're fast.
5: Okay there are plenty of examples of adults encouraging the youngsters to take at running but it's not always that way around. A new runner's are attending every week
6: yes quite often the parents are runners themselves and they want to get the children involved in running so um, you know that that's quite often the, the the way around it is but we do have some children who come along to junior park I mean, who actually inspire the parents to run so it can go the other way too we do see um, new runners every week um, so there's always a few new runners every week so for the, this uh, today we've probably got about um, about 10 new runners today um, but we do see the same faces week in, week out. You know, they love to come back. They love to try and beat the time they got pre- the previous week. And, uh, and they collect. Um, the more runs they do, um, they can become eligible for wrist- to collect wristbands. Um, we have a half-marathon wristband, a, re- a marathon wristband, and an ultra-marathon wristband. So the half-marathon they can get after 11 runs, because that's, that's the equivalent of, uh, of doing a half-marathon.
5: I don't know about you, but I remember when I was a kid, I was super competitive about everything. And although it's clear these events are most definitely not billed as a race, it's hard to imagine as we heard the runners racing by that beating the others wasn't on their mind.
6: Oh yeah, they are. They are quite competitive. I mean, it's kind of competitive with themselves. Um, but yes, I suppose secretly they are competitive with the, uh, the people around them who are at a similar pace if they come week in, week out. Um, but it's kind of running against yourself more than running against others.
5: There is always the option to compete against yourself, but the main focus is on just enjoying your run.
6: Yes, I mean, you know, I mean, it is nice to be able to sort of beat your previous time, but it's, it's just a competition for yourself rather than against others, you know. And it's, it's a way of keeping fit, it's a way of making friends, it's sort of building a community.
5: How about Zach and Lucas? He is. Yeah, we
3: are very competitive, me and Lucas.
5: And although they admit they like to keep up with their own times and achievements...
3: Zach holds the record for the second fastest ever time at Junior so, Park yeah. <laughs> One second short than the fastest at the minute. And yeah. so uh, I'm fourth.
5: Yeah. yeah. yeah fourth. It is definitely more about being able to run together, and as we've heard many times, the running community is a factor in not just making the events more social, but also in helping look after everyone.
6: Yeah, I mean, it is. It is almost like a you know a school club, you know. So it's um. It, I think it's great for for the parents and you know the children and the parents. Um, you know, it, it does. I think it brings both of them together, and it's something that they can do together as well. And the running community is really good as well. So if there's a race that we're going to, and
3: me and Angus are both participating, the children can't run. There's normally somebody from our running club or another running club that we know who's in the similar position, who isn't running, that will say we'll watch the children. So everyone supports. It's a bit like a church in a kind of it's a community. Yeah. And that. then. It was really interesting My mum and dad came to watch the boys do Water Me Challenge um, a few weeks ago and they said they were really surprised at how everybody knew each other, everybody was like supporting each other and they were like, because they're religious, my parents, they were like, it's like a church but it's like a running church, you know, it's, it's that kind of community where everyone supports each other.
5: And this is really important when it can be difficult to arrange your time between work and school and other commitments and it's clear that the community aspect is key for Junior Park Run too.
6: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. You know, the community aspect is a really, really important one of the park run, both the junior one and the adult park run. Um, you know, the the community feeling is probably one of the you know the fundamental uh, things that that makes it so successful.
5: Whilst it might be a simple bit of exercise for some, there is always the opportunity to extend the running and maybe look to take it to the next level.
6: Uh, yeah, we do we do get parents asking that, and there are several um, junior running clubs um, in Leicestershire. So uh, junior parkrun has actually been a feeder for some of those um, junior running clubs so children can actually go and uh, progress their running career if they want to.
3: I joined a running club last year. They're making me feel really welcome. On a Thursday they sometimes do a pacing session and and then I do track on a Tuesday and some of our club do that, but not all of them
5: and Lisa has made sure the school is now aware of the boys' interests.
3: This year they know that there's a few children oh, at school that are quite good cross-country runners and I've made a point of saying it would be really good to encourage those children that, that are good at running.
5: Back at the Elston Junior Park run, the youngsters were now crossing the finish line and I grabbed a word with Dad uh, Liam Weston. and his two children as they were getting their finishing tokens. It was their first time at the event. Coming along, how, how did you hear about Junior Park run?
7: Uh, a friend of mine at work um, he did them in. Uh, he's done one for a few years. So uh, I've just had it in mind. My kids are a little too young till now. so.
5: Was it the idea of trying to get these guys to come along? And when did you think I want them to do... So are you a runner?
7: I do a bit of running. I'm not in a club or anything, but I sort of run on the road and stuff uh, under my own steam, really. Uh, but, you know, it's just like keeping them active, isn't it? And getting them into things that are about the age where you start to think, well need to get him into sort of some sort of activity so it's not with a mind to get him into running necessarily but just start to do things and
5: how old are your two
7: uh four and five well he's nearly six but
5: (laughs) how did you enjoy doing that
7: i'm four you're
5: four did you enjoy having a run this morning you like it Oh, at this point, I then noticed they all had barcodes with them and were getting zapped as they finished. I'm really curious <laughs> to get these barcodes. What's the deal with the barcodes? Which
7: ones? The ones you print off? Yeah,
5: both. just. Well, I think
7: that's your sort of personal details, uh, and then they give you that token at the end, which has got. They must register that with the time as you cross, and then and then it just marries the two up. So you've got like online. Uh, Those details from your run, they'll put on the website.
5: As I let Liam lead his two away, it was noticeable that the event had attracted the full spectrum of runners from families with running gear and wearable tech to kids who seemed to be in their school PE kit. Some had their guardians running with them or giving encouragement, whilst others had parents waiting nearby. Elston Park is situated near the Leicester city centre just down the road from the Saffron Lanes Athletic Stadium, which used to host the main sports days for big schools in the area and county athletics championships. Whether schools are able to offer a varied athletics programme now or not, Junior Park Run is keen to make running accessible for all.
6: The, the park rooms are in, are in a huge variety of locations, some are in poor areas, some are in more affluent areas, um, but the idea is that it is accessible to all and uh, with it being free and it's pledged to always remain free, um, we want it to be um, accessible to all types of people, all cross section of the communities and uh, we are working behind the scenes to increase um, sort of participation from groups who don't, who don't necessarily join in so much at the moment.
5: And at both events, as I saw the stickers and badges and t-shirts, I had to remind myself that this wasn't some huge money-making scheme and that the people there were doing it for fun. There was no charge for the participants at We Run or Junior Park. And this means that a whole lot of dedicated people give up their time to make it happen. And it's also clear they're very happy to do so.
6: Majority of the organisation is run by volunteers. Um, there's now about 100 ambassadors. I'm one of the original ambassadors um, because it, it used to be just six people at Parkrun HQ. And uh, and Tom, who was the country manager at the time, he um, went around the country just talking to people and telling them how Parkrun set up and then just asked for people to come forward to sort of, um, co- you know, to be and ambassadors to help liaise between the event director and the um and hq themselves because they just couldn't manage it all themselves and it was growing at such a rate that the four people who were involved in the activations just couldn't keep up with trying to um you know activate everything all at the same time so they asked the and ambassadors to help activate new events and um, support existing events so that's, that's my role and my husband as well who's on the timekeeping today. My husband and I are also the event directors at Braunston Park Run in Leicester so we, we run that ourselves uh, with our core team um, but we also support all the park runs within Leicestershire and uh, we also have one in Daventry as well, Daventry Junior Park Run um, that's set up fairly recently, I think it's their fifth event today. Um, and we also um, we also have one in Warwickshire as well. Um, we're we're setting up a new one in Rugby.
5: That's your weekends taken
6: care of, just doing run events. <laughs> yes, I mean we, we don't we don't attend every junior parkrun. We, we know and we don't attend all of our um, adult ones every week. Um, you know we are all at, we're usually at one of them. Um, you know, but sometimes we do get a chance to run ourselves. I you
0: still <laughs> find time to fit
6: in your own running. Yes, yeah, we do try and fit in our own running as well. Um, but we're always on hand to support all the all the parkrun events. I mean, even when we go on holiday, we're always sort of like the end of the phone, the end of the email you know you feel you're kind of like you know we get messages all times of the day and night so it is it is quite a big commitment but you know we really enjoy it and uh, you can see it's really great to see um, you know how the community uh, grows and builds and how people make friends and it's just such a fantastic uh, thing to be involved in so you know you see the benefits so you know it's something that we really enjoy we really enjoy yes it's a lot of hours to put in but it's at the same time you get a lot of enjoyment back from it
0: and don't forget you can always get in touch through our twitter or our facebook page or through the website itself the runningstories.com We'd love to hear your stories, ideas, reviews, or even just how your running's going. It seems when we talk about age, we talk about fitness and any risks. Obviously, we knew who to speak to, and so we got on the phone and called Performance and Rehabilitation Coach. Max Hartman. Max, we sometimes hear people say, oh, they're young, they're naturally fit, and maybe don't think about warm ups quite so much. Is any of this true?
4: It depends, you know, it depends on what ages you're talking about. I think, um, you know, youth development in, you know, youth development of athletes is a whole, you know, that's a whole subject on its own. There's people that devote their careers to developing young athletes, and like I said, that's something completely different. again I, th- I think the difference to you know someone that's 18 plus up to the age of maybe I don't know 40 50 isn't very little difference in my experience um it's the same principles Um everyone starts off at a different point you know even if you've got 10 people that are running to prepare for a marathon you know one's 18 one's 22 one's 27 one's 30 i still use relatively similar strength training programs for them you know everyone's got to have an individualized program if you try and st- Uh, perform a squat with someone and obviously you know they find it really hard to squat they've got a really ugly form when they do it or you know they've got real obvious deficiencies in mobility or range of motion or whatever it might be I'm not going to squat them Um, but you know I think you're going to be using the same principles they're all going to be strength training they're all going to have to manage their loads Um, and again I think it's it's just a question of making sure that what they're doing is, is the starter point is right for them, but they're all going to progress in the same way.
0: I guess the younger you get proper advice, the more beneficial it will be.
4: Because like so they haven't got so much of a lifetime of habits. Again, when you look at things like running mechanics and running technique, the younger someone is, the easier it's going to be to change those habits. Um, so again, if you've got an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old that doesn't really run very well, and they don't move very well, I still want them strength training, still want them progressing the loads, still want them doing the running, you might spend a little bit of time performing, talking about running as a skill, really looking at the shape, looking at some sort of running drills that you can do, um, track drills, um, wall drills are really good, so almost sort of leaning up against the wall with your hands, really bringing your feet or your, or your knees up into key positions that you, you get into when you run. Um, whereas I think, I say, someone that's been running for 30 or 40 years, it's going to be a lot longer. That's a really long-term commitment to say, right, we're going to change the way you run.
0: I know I used to maybe have a slightly blasé attitude to injuries when I was younger, thinking I could recover quickly. Do we need to be a bit more aware of injury prevention for younger people?
4: History of injury is a really important thing. Um, so again, we know for muscle injuries in particular, muscle and ligament injuries, the biggest risk factor that is going to predispose you to get an injury is if you've injured it before. Once you've pulled your hamstring, you're more than likely going to pull it again and again and again. Um, so again, when you're looking at a strength training programme, okay, this person pulled their hamstring, pulled their groin. You're going to have to do certain strength exercises in that area. If you've got a young person in you've got a very short history of injury, you can say, right, great, we don't have to worry too much about that. Let's get the risk factors associated with those injuries. So what's the most common injury? What things are going to predispose to that injury? And then how can we minimize them? Um, so, again, there's all sorts of things you can go into. Certain injuries have certain risk factors, whether it's range of motion, whether it's strength of certain muscles, whether it's um, certain... Um, errors in running technique that you see when someone's moving Um, those things will will sort of feed into why you get injured so I think it's a question of looking at the risk factors, looking at how you can minimise those through your training and then putting that into place.
0: Thanks Max don't forget we have the links to Max's work on our website and if you have any fitness or injury questions just get in touch
1: Hello Running Stories listeners, it's Anna-Marie. So today we are looking at the young ones and how important is it to form good exercise and sporting habits while we're young. I know kind of casting my own back to my own running endeavours at school really wasn't really my thing and um, though outside of school it it it, it played a massive part and um, so I've, I've split this kind of chat into two parts and um, the first of which is kind of aimed at um, you know if you're an adult and you're sat there and you're thinking nope sport really wasn't my thing okay so what now and then the second part is more looking at um if you've got children or you're an aunt or you're an uncle um or you've got you know friends or neighbors who've got children or you're a teacher and you know how to get um get them involved in what the mental kind of aspect of it is so kind of coming back to the first one um, if you're an adult who you know you may have labeled yourself i'm not sporty i'm not a runner ultimately what you're doing is creating a story you're creating a narrative um, that's haunting you and is ultimately holding you back. It's kind of giving you a justification, an excuse um, of why you don't need to do something. Um, if you tell yourself you can't do something, then you know, ultimately you're right, you can't. Um, it's having that power to reframe your story, um, which you know it can be tough. If you've been telling yourself something for the last you know, 20, 30, 40 years, then actually changing that thought process and creating new memories, it can be a challenge and it does take an element of discipline in time to form these new habits um, and erode the older ones. So it's having that willpower to go, actually, I am a runner. I'm going to put my trainers on, I'm going to step outside the front door and I'm going to go for a a run walk potentially at first and then a jog and then a run and build it up slowly so it's letting go of the past putting the, you know the skeletons in the closet and going actually that's not me anymore i can do what i want and setting some realistic manageable goals and moving forwards so that's the first part the second part is if you've got children um or you know actually if you're a person who has contact with any small children um, in any shape or form, you know, sport is an excellent medium to get them involved, get them active, get them healthy, getting them making friends, and um, so they're interacting with their peers. There's such important lessons to be learned around competition, whether it's winning or losing, and um, working towards a realistic goal, ultimately, really important life lessons. <laughs> There there are a couple of um, resources um, that I'd love you to check out. Um, The first one is James Lawrence, uh, otherwise known as Iron Cowboy. Last year in 2015, he set himself the challenge to do 50 Ironman distance races in 50 days in 50 states. So I know it's hard to get your head around, I'll just say it again. He did 50 Ironman distance races in 50 days in 50 states. So that's basically kind of your full 3.8 kilometer swim, your 180 kilometer bike, followed by a marathon. So clearly as a runner, it's the marathon that we're kind of honing in on. and. Throughout this challenge, he was supported by his family, and they followed him in his camper van. Um, part of this, um, part of his family was Lucy who, and his daughter, who was 12 years old at the time. And she set herself the challenge that she would run the last five kilometres of every marathon her dad would do. So by the age of 12, she had run 55 kilometers k runs in 50 states which is an absolutely amazing feat and for her to have that special time together with her father at the end of you know each day she really treasured that as well so it's linking back to kind of that family quality time together and actually as a father as a mother as an aunt and uncle a teacher how can you use your role um positively how can you ultimately be a role model for the children who are around you and so They've got um there's a TED talk. Um love you to check it out. It's called Breaking Endurance Barriers One Step at a Time. So that's breaking endurance barriers one step at a time. So definitely worth um spending 12 minutes over just pure inspiration. The second concept, I kind of discovered it online and thought it was just a really interesting challenge for children, um or actually for an adults. Um it's called the read, write and run marathon. Write as in R-I-G-H-T Not right as in W R I T E. So um it can be done over you know 26 weeks or 52 weeks. Um and it basically covers reading 26 books, doing 26 good deeds and running 26 one mile segments. So it's kind of splitting it down. It's having more of a kind of a holistic approach. It's you know it's kind of challenging the mind through the reading it's kind of doing a good deed, but then it's also running as well so it kind of pulls everything together so I think that's a really interesting kind of challenge to set yourself or to set maybe if you're a teacher at school or kind of part of um, brownies or as part of D of E or you know something within that Um, so a couple of resources that you might like to um, check out Ultimately, you know, everybody is unique. If you weren't super sporty as a child, that is in the past, what are you going to do now about it? What story do you want to tell yourself? What life do you want to create? Um, Give it a go and enjoy it. If you're a parent or an aunt or an uncle or anyone with any contact with any children, you know, support your kids to ultimately have a healthy, active and happy life. There's a massive range of sports out there of which running is a part. Um, make this physical activity a part of kind of normal everyday life so I'd love to hear what you think of um, James and Lucy's TED talk and how you go with your read write and run marathon and what are your thoughts around the young ones as well what running um, endeavours have your children achieved you know I'd love to hear about them um, either through the running stories um, or RFM coaching you can find me on twitter rfmcoaching or reach out through my website. I'd love to hear from you. So I'm heading out now for a run and happy running to everyone else.
0: When we thought about doing this episode, and we decided we wanted to speak to someone older than our regular guests. But someone with vast running experience, we quickly realised there was just one person.
2: I'm Brian Ashwell. I live in Leicester. I'm 84, and I've been running right from the year 1939.
0: Age is something that tends to draw comments when either we do something at a young age or at an age when it's considered an achievement to be able to do it. So, as an 84-year-old runner... Does Brian get lots of comments such as, you do well for your age?
2: I don't now. I used to. Even my mum used to say, when I got to 30, a bit tall for that, ain't you? And the best are yet to come. I did my best times when I was 34. Then I went out running for 12 years and come back running just as fast as anybody else. I was doing other things like playing darts. I used to play darts for money and stuff like that. And I were in shows. I was in the theatre. And wow. had singing lessons and stuff like that and everything.
0: This is how most stories go with Brian. They start in one place and then find another path to run down. But then it can be an interesting path with someone who has done so much more and not just darts.
2: I was brought up on air, air rifles when I were a kid, you see. They did trick shots and everything through mirrors. Then I played darts when I was a bit older. I got a gift for playing darts. And I fitted other things in. I'd have got yeah. Morris dancing once. And then I went on the Haymarket Theatre and shows.
0: Brian is 84 and still very active. How active? This is his schedule.
2: Starting off Sunday, I run Sunday morning. Uh, I don't go distance. I go what I'm doing during the time I'm out. I'm usually out for over an hour. I might only do four miles in there, but it's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm very laid back with my running, but me training and racing, I'm not laid back. I become different. I mean? Because I know. The is just, uh, it's like catching a, ca- jumping on the bus. You ain't bothered by it. And then, uh, you, yeah, when you're on the bus and it's moving, you're getting excited now because you're going somewhere, ain't you? It's like that when we're running. I don't have rest days, even for a race. I, when I did that 100 mile and finished second, I out train the next day. Even, you know, if I'm doing speed, I do speed speed every day, speed sessions. A lot of say, so I'm going to do six mile easy. I don't believe in the word easy.
0: And whatever you do, don't say that he jogs.
2: I do not jog. (laughs) And my runners don't jog. (laughs) I develop runners. Anybody, no matter how fast or slow they are, I can make them faster. I know how to do it. I've done it myself, you see. But, But you can show them, but they've got to do the work.
0: Brian's coaching methods are as interesting as his own history and approaches to running, including a training run in his army kit, and setting up a homemade altitude training system in his house, obsession is a strong word. But to talk to Brian about his running, this is not just a part-time hobby or a pastime. He takes it seriously and wants to compete and break records for years to come. Where did this incredible appetite for running first come from?
2: Well, I'd, I'd um, at school. I didn't, I didn't like PT or anything like that. And uh, there you come. I think i about ten, around ten. And he, uh, we all had to do the, the, the local school cross country race. And uh, I didn't want to do it, so I'll get lost. We we're on Brunston Park. So I bought somebody's scout shorts and put some plimsolls on. And so I wouldn't get lost, so I ran, ran with the leaders. <laughs> and I come third. And they had me on the dice afterwards. So, and you yeah, congratulate him, this little lad here has beat the lot on you. It's easy to see how this run at school has inspired young Brian,
0: right? And that didn't inspire me. Just take a moment to think about where you get your inspiration. If you're in training or aiming for a race, do you find inspiration to help you? When athletes are interviewed, they often talk about who inspired them. And and we often hear young people in the crowd at the Olympics and Paralympics talk about who they've just seen inspiring them. When Brian told us who had inspired
2: him, it wasn't
0: quite what we were expecting.
2: I'm reading this comic one day, and it was called The Truth About Wilson. And I read it, and I thought, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for, you know. I get so
0: excited over it. This is no exaggeration. At the mention of Wilson, Brian breaks into a broad smile that doesn't let up, and it's clear how vivid this still is.
2: And it started off when he was a little lad. He were not very strong. He wanted to get strong, kept lifting these heavy objects. There was a, 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 a bull calf in the field, and he could lift it. And after a bit, he couldn't lift it anymore because it, it was growing. And then he went, he went uh, running on the moors and then he met this hermit who told him about herbs and that. And it, going on to things, he lived uh, 170 odd years of age, And his first race, he joined in a race and he did a three-minute mile. Blasted everybody. And I didn't understand times and I thought, this is what I wanna do. I wanna go racing wild on the fields chasing rabbits and dogs. And that's what I did. And I was always fast from the age of seven, you see, so it was natural. But I never thought in terms of uh, it were gonna affect me so much. I weren't interested in cars or anything. All I wanna do is run. Run and jump. I could up step and jump, skip, jump, everything. Lift weights, lift guardian rollers up. And it went from there and uh, I went into the armour. Well, meanwhile, I went. I did race walking based on the fact that I was passing race walkers without any training.
0: For some people, the inspiration of youth might fade. No, not a bit of it.
2: And I went in the armour and I could run 100, 100 yards in 20 seconds with a heavier man on my back. I did all these things that Wilson were doing. I could jump nearly 20 foot fully all my gear on. And now come out of the the armour. <clears throat> and it was funny because I was in a girl I didn't really want to go with. But she latched on to me when she packed my mate up. And she used to live about four and a half mile away. Well, I used to run from her house at night instead of catching the bus. Everything I had to do, I wouldn't go on buses. I went in cars. I ran everywhere. or walked. And uh, when she packed me up, the best thing that's ever happened because... Uh, 1953 54 and i thought i'm going to i was looking at the times what the locals were doing i thought i'm running really faster than them we're fully closed <laughs> so i joined a running club and we, we met at night and street baths and uh, i went there with me we used to done dunlop done but what called the bumpers i got trainers in them days. <laughs> And I was getting dressed, and everybody had gone. And the captain come back for me, and he said, Sorry about that. They'd all gone off, you see. And I thought, This is the last time that's going to happen. And you know what I started doing after that? Ran in boots and kept up with them. <laughs> I did, honestly, because everybody used to say, Where's your boots? <clears throat> and uh, I used to be able to run 10 miles on Archie Roads in army boots in 56 minutes.
0: Brian talked a lot about his natural love of running and natural ability. You'd sometimes think that something like that, there was a history of athletics or sport in the family.
2: My granddad used to call him Grab Ashwell. He trained a team that actually beat Manchester in the eighteen hundred and something football team. He, he, um, he was a coach for Warsaw. He died at the age of about 60-odd. And I've got a photo on him. <laughs> it doesn't look like a squirt. And he used to call him Grab Ashwell because when he refereed a match... Anybody done out wrong, you said grab them and drag 'em off the field. And when I found out he were um he were a footballer, I thought, no <laughs> But nobody else ran. And they were never encouraged. My mum and dad never encouraged me. They used to always say to me, When when I went back into um when I went into running, what you gone into that for? You were doing all right at so walking. But never come and watch me run or walk. Without any family guidance or even
0: encouragement, Brian just wanted to run as much and as fast as he could.
2: All right, When I, went in, when I started racing, there were no hanging about at the back with me. I were up front, do not matter who, but the reputation. I thought, I'll stay in front as long as I can. Nowadays, they'll say, our athletes, we'll go up again the Kenyans, what do they do? Uh, I'm going to try and at the first 20. Now, if I'd have been running, I'd say I'm going to beat them. I'll go well. You learn how to run like I did with Ron Clark. Ron Clark, he held umpteen more records and they learnt if they stayed with him, they'd get him at the finish. It didn't take long for Brian to move up to longer distances. And I come third in my first ever marathon. That was a red hot day. I didn't bother having a drink. I didn't know how to train for one. I didn't know how to run one. I just ran with the leaders up to around over 20 miles and then it got to me. And then the next one... I won it, I won the Midland in 1955, you see, and I was still only about 23, I was, t- I was very young, they didn't want me to do it at the club, so you're too young, and uh, I, did my, I did my second five mile, faster than what these are running five miles now in Leicester, 25 minutes somewhere for, for the second five mile, and I was actually sitting at the side of the road, 11 miles, my legs were aching, I thought sort of can't go anymore, i was running too fast. Nobody gave me a lift, so I had to carry on running. I won the race. It was so fun, there. Brian has an incredible
0: memory for details and dates for all of his runs and can run as fast through his biography as he can through a race. The only thing that brings the slightest pause is talking about his potential as a younger runner.
2: I would say that I never, ever reached my potential. I started courting in 1958, started raising a family and all stuff like that, so me running... I, I didn't know how to train, quite honest with you. I used to go out, I had a group of people, and they we were all super fast. And run ran with them all the while. And uh, we didn't have j- six-minute mile pace or unheard of. I could run 30 miles in three hours. I mean, but now, not many people run six-minute mile for 10 miles. But we won't think of the dream. What's up? You know what I mean, so I was lucky. I ran with fast people without knowing they were fast. For some people,
0: this might cause a flicker of regret or sadness, but there's absolutely none of that for Brian, and it's perhaps because he's never wanted
2: or chased what
0: other people want.
2: I do, I wanted to be like Wilson, of the wizard, a free runner, no publicity, no backslapping, no sponsorship, no money involved. I don't. I won't be going to race if there's professionals running. Because they're manufactured runners. And he feels
0: that all of that running has prepared him for what he's doing now.
2: But I've got it back now because running as a veteran, my times, age-related times, are much faster than the world records. I mean, my fastest mile is worth 3.31 on age-graded. I mean, and uh, the world records, I mean, I'm 20 seconds faster than Farrah's time. But I will not do that time, but it's what you're worth for your age and that. Brian has always had a unique approach to his running and has
0: always looked to try different things, like when he set up altitude training in his house. He used a running machine, turned the heating up and wore a mask to limit his respiratory levels like high altitude. All of this was done in the pursuit of what motivated him most. I'm motivated by, by records now. And Brian has now been breaking records for years, sometimes on the same day, but he's not letting on what the next one is.
2: No, I don't want it. I don't want it broadcasting. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going surprise. I'm on, I'm on target. I can't do it till I'm 85. Next age group. I could do one of the records now. It's 84. But I don't want to.
0: One part of his running life he is happy to chat about is his coaching. He believes in starting from the basics.
2: And um, sometimes I go out three times in a day, even now, training with diff- running with different people. <laughs> and I get more joy. I'm bringing them on than you do myself. Depend, I, I want to know the lifestyle, you know, how much time they've got. And I want to know if they smoke or drink. I want to know if they've been to the doctors for a check-up. Because I'm not a coach. I might say to them, right, I think you ought to join the club now. But I've got a lot of runners who don't want to join the club. They just enjoy the runs. I don't tell them what to do. I run with them. You know, even if the 12-minute mile, I'll run with them. And I'll say to them, if it gets too much, you walk and I'll walk. When you want to run, I will run. And I develop them that way. I mean, I'd, I'd um, two t- 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 of the girls I run with now, I mean, within, within two months of one of them, she's in her 40s, she's running almost six minute mile pace. And she's not in a club. I never allow my runners to have headphones on or um, water in their hands. I said the water's good nowhere. You drink it. Wait, it do not absorb in your body. You do that, trial before you run. And uh, what what I do is um, go out running with them, and analyze the stride length, of the arm action, the breathe. I said, said somebody said to me, "What's the best way to breathe when you're running?" And I says, "In and out." Sounds daft. Wherever there's an no, all you can take oxygen, and you take it in. In his coaching, does he think it would be possible to get people back into the old
0: style of country running he used to do?
2: <clears throat> no, what what they call them now? They call them. Uh, they have these things where they have, uh, um, obstacle runs, mud runs, fire runs, trail runs. Ah, uh, that took. See, I think it'd be very difficult to have a proper cross-country race because when we did it. We were going climbing over fences and going through cow fields and going through streams. But now, the international, I call it the international track race, they have a little lump in the middle where you go up over and it's almost like a track race. People have got other things in their life, ain't they? I mean, all we did, we didn't watch telly or anything, we just went out and done things. I have, a, I have a brook jumping and tree climbing <laughs> all the natural things
0: for someone like Brian the romance in the to run wild and free is still what keeps him going.
2: I was inspired by a comic book hero I've never and, and I was never motivated by any any runner while I was running I did it just by this comic book hero and it all made sense to me and it was all down to free free running. And it still makes sense. There's no violence in it, no violence. None of this city stuff, so the so romance in it, none of that. I haven't got time for that rubbish. I wanted to run. I want, actually wanted to live wild, I did. You know, I'm caught up in it. I did things like holding breath. My ambition is hold my breath but right from outside my house to the North Road. I've nearly done it on one breath. Just take a deep breath and walk that far.
0: So thanks again for listening and for this month's music we thought we'd pick some appropriate tracks. Happy running! me out till quarter to three, would you lock
2: the door, will you still need me, will you still feed me. Talking about my generation Just because we get around Talking about my
4: generation Things ain't too look awful Talkin' about my generation I hope I die before I get old Talking about my generation my generation It's my generation, baby Why don't you all fade away I dig what we all say. I'm trying to cause a big sensation. I'm
2: just talking talking about my generation.
4: What we all suspect, i a big sensation Just
2: talking about my generation about my generation? Is my generation?